Oh, there it is. Yeah, dog. What's up, Tom McCaffrey? How you doing? What's up? You just took How your glasses you... off. What's up? What does that mean? Mm, nothing. Just they were um, they were reflecting off my uh, computer, so I didn't want to see that. I say. I when we started this, see, I don't want to see you. <laughs> when we started this call, you were being like complete white trash with the news blaring in the background, like every Is trailer that white park. trash. Yeah, it's very trailer park. You just have the TV blaring at all times. <laughs> it's white trash to have the t- to have a TV. It's white trash to have so the TV on loudly when you're doing something loudly, else. or just I had the TV on a normal level. Aren't it pretty, you? It was pretty garbage behavior. I'm I'm white trash. <laughs> I I live in an apartment in Manhattan. Is that I grew that, up in Manhattan? Yeah, that's what's surprising about it. Aren't you? But didn't you actually grow up in a trailer park? Yeah, I mean, I was a. Uh, we no, we, no, we weren't in a park. I was in a trailer for a couple of years. If it was in the were you really? School, yeah, we were in the property oh. of the school. We couldn't afford the park. Oh, okay. Well, so then this is some projection shit. It might be. It very well may. It very well may be. Yeah. Um. What um? So what, after that, what now? What to talk about? You wanted to talk about um that show, oh. that horrible show on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So last Friday at Black Cat LES, the weekly show that I run on Fridays with Ryan DeCarlos, nine p.m. one seventy two Rivington every week. Tom was there, and there were probably like I think there might have been one hundred people in that room. It was like a small coffee shop. Because no, I don't think that can. I don't think it you can think it was a hundred. No, I think it was probably like it was. It was like forty five. That it was room more than feels. 45. I don't know that that room if it's full. Well, t- you know, explain what what because it, it, it sounds like that's a good thing with so many people. Yeah, I, you you messaged me before that it was someone's birthday and then they were doing stand up for the first time for their birthday and they were like twenty five and all their friends were there and so th- these two guys went on back to back and so it was it was a full of it was full of a bunch of twenty five year olds and they yeah. were there to watch their friend and then I had to go up after their the two friends of theirs had gone on so they were done with the show. <laughs> I would argue that that was the best spot of the night. My spot, yeah. I mean, because because everybody was still in there. Like later, they started like the, I told the the guys that wanted to do the show because they weren't real comics; they just were new. And I was like, well, I don't want you guys going in the middle because then all your friends are leave. And they were like, we promise they won't do that. And they did try, but one guy's friends left, the other guy's friends stayed. But like, you definitely had a way better spot than the comics towards the end of the show. Um, you yeah, wouldn't know because you laughed think... and didn't hang out. I st- I watched one person after <laughs> me, and it was it was pretty rough for them. But <laughs> people were leaving. It was I mean, it was there was no good spot. It was one of those things I knew it was going to be a shit show because I've been I've seen that stuff before where. You're doing a show. One person brings all the people. They go up, and then the show's over because they, they're they they're done paying attention, and um, they 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 want to leave, but they don't know how to leave. And then some of them just they all start kind of talking. Um, it was interesting because it was one of those sets that I was like, oh yeah, this is why I don't like stand up. I feel like you're painting such a bleak picture. <laughs> I think it was pretty fun. They were listening. They were kind of a tough um, room. I, room I didn't. I did. Like, I mean, whatever. I guess it's if you're, you know, if you're if you're into that. I just don't want to like. If you're into packed rooms on Friday night. <laughs> I but it's it's a packed room that's not they're they're not good. So it's kind of it doesn't matter if it's packed. It's kind of like a um, it's like a no win situation. But well, um, I feel like yeah. But then if the if, let's say. 
that it was an off week and there were only like eight audience members and I all mean, the comics would be before we keep going are you are you trying to wanting to leave are so it's you like, trying to argue like what do you want it, if it's packed are you trying to argue that it was like a good sorry we're talking are you trying to argue that it was a good talking over me i had the floor yeah yeah you're right i was just trying to um interject before you ended um but I mean, are you trying to argue that was like a good scenario for anyone? I mean, it was. I remember I I did the thing, and Mike Racine was was there, and he was like, he was really nice because I mean, you couldn't do material. I mean, the whole thing is I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go through some material that I was trying to get ready for something. I'm doing a show March 5th, like a long set for nice. sort of like a, a comedy book release. But anyway, like I haven't been getting up, so I wanted to get you know go through some stuff. But you couldn't do that. It had to be all about them because they're all yelling at you and. They think, you know, it's that thing. They all think they're funny because they're yelling something at you. And then, but I had a couple of things that I, I didn't even think were that clever. But Mike Racine was really nice. And he was like, oh, he's like, that was great. That was great. And, and I was like, yeah, it was kind of a nightmare. And he's like, well, what do you, he was like, what are you going to do? Kill in that situation? Like, you're not going to go up and like kill. Like, and I was like, yeah, that's true. You're, you're just kind of going to go up and have to kind of take. And the thing is like, I can do that. It's just, I don't like do it. When I'm, what I'm, that's what I mean about like, why it reminds me why I don't really like doing stand up that much is because I don't like doing things like that anymore. But in stand up, you have to face that a lot. It, it that's what it is a lot of times is, and I've done that for a lot of times, and I just don't you know want to do that. But you kind of have to, and I mean it's kind of an interesting thing because you know it does test your chops. You got to go up there. It does. And, I mean, it's ballsy. Not a lot of people can do that. You know, you got to go up and be like, "Fuck it." Yep. But, you just got to decide to take over the room, you know? Yeah. And it was funny because I went up and I knew it was going to be a shit show and they were all kind of talking and I got up there and I was like, sh and I was, this is a dicey move. I was like, sh shut up. I started telling everyone <laughs> I to shut up. That. <laughs> <laughs> but that can go either way because they can get yep. mad or they can like it. And they did because I, I made kind of a funny. It's weird. You can, you, you, there's a way to do it that it's funny, but it can be not funny, you know? You got to thread the needle. Yeah, so that's what doing stand up for a while will kind of teach you. I don't. It's yeah, but anyway, yeah, it was it was rough. Yeah, I just, I just, I yeah, I just see like I don't know. I guess I'm biased. I'm least I'm biased because it's my show. But like, there's just some, some like most of the time it's it's good. A lot of times it's awesome. But some some weeks it's like light. And then comics, if it's light, then a comic just immediately, not all, but some will just like shit on the room and this sucks. Why is it? It's like, okay, then we pack it out. Then that's not good enough for you either. It's like, that's frustrating. You know, it's like, well, yeah. I can't make every room perfect every week. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, you know, the, I did it the week before and I thought it was, it was good. It was, oh yeah, that's right. That was fun. But um, the, the, it was just sort of a it was just not an I mean, it, it, was, it, right. definitely it was a was birthday the, show. It wasn't the worst scenario I've ever been. I've been in way worse. Yeah. Like what? Um, I mean, you know, just, a, you know, a room full of people that just hate you, you know, <laughs> I, I, like, at, you know, ambush shows. Oh, yeah. Dude. You know, okay. where they're not. I did a show like, you know, Scott Sharp had a show at some Shut bar. Down. Uh, down in the village like years ago it's probably like seven years ago and is that les may maybe did you ever do that yeah i think that's where it was was it like a, a was it a fish bar fish you know the band oh fish? yes it was they aired con yeah that's it yeah so <laughs> i go there you know and he was he's like you know when he books me he's like yeah i'll do the show you know and it's uh 
it's at this fish bar. It's like, and I'm like fish, you know, and he's like, it's yeah. The, uh, the band fish, a lot of fish fans go there. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that they had like a bar. Um, (laughs) and so, and he kept telling me that. And then I got up there and I was like, and they were bad. And I think early on I said like, so you guys are like fans of, of fish I've heard. And they got like really defensive and angry at that. Like, I don't, and I didn't understand. I don't know. You're disparaging fish. No, no. I was like, I heard you guys are like fish fans. Is that is that true? And then they were like, oh, sure. like they they started like screaming at me, and I was like, um, I was just like, all right, I'm sorry, relax. They, they <laughs> told me this was like a fish bar, and then someone was like, they just wouldn't stop yelling at me about it, and so I just was, I finally was just like, look, I don't know. What, I'm sorry that this is so fed. That host told me that the bartender. I don't. I didn't know that was an insult. Um, yeah. And then so it became like this contentious, like they already like were mad at me for that. And then I was pissed because I was like, I was like, you guys are mad at me because I, I, I made an, an observation that I've been told. And, um, <laughs> and then Mark Norman, I guess, went on and he kind of got into it with them. Like they weren't a good crowd. They were very hostile, which is weird because I thought Fish was supposed to be like, He's they're all love. like chill and like yeah like you know they're all like potheads and grateful dead and yeah and they were not like that so <laughs> that is weird i wonder what what the why that vibe was like that that's weird i don't know i think i mean it was a long time ago i'm sure i i think what it was i think i went up i wasn't doing that great it was they were rough they, they weren't great they they it felt like that room friday a little bit because they, it felt like they were all there together and were all kind of like not there to like have a good time not that those people were, but you know with with that show they, you know they weren't horrible at that show they just they were yeah. they were like done with the show and they were young and they were like 25 year old assholes and when you're 25 and there were like a like a bunch of young chick hot chicks there and they're kind of like they want to say things and they think everything they have to say is is clever and you know <laughs> that thing where they yell something at you and that they think that's clever and you're like yeah, but dude, You're honestly, like, I don't see it that way. I think I Lindsay was complaining. I'm like, what are you complaining about? Like, they were, they were. If anything, they were a bad crowd in that they were not laughing a lot, but they were quiet. They were listening. They weren't being obnoxious. Yeah, they were being um, a little. I mean, they were yelling a lot of things. I mean, you know, not yelling, but I would say something, then they'd have like something Interact. smart to say. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you had to come back, and then they'd maybe if you came up with something funny, they'd laugh at that. I mean, it was funny because after I was done, I was leaving. Like four of them were like, "Hey, man, great job," and I was like okay yeah i agree it was definitely a little chaotic but i don't think that they were like bad people and like frat boys i thought they were nice they all seemed to be really nice they listened they they didn't just they weren't disruptive they honestly weren't like they were they were cool i don't know maybe i'm too optimistic about it but i don't know i wasn't there i I only was there for the guys that went on and then me actually there was one it just was weird it was a weird vibe one guy went on right before they went on this i i forgot his name and he kind of struggled, but only because you could tell they were waiting for their friends and they were just like not. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't the worst. They were like I said, I even right. said this to them. I go, you it's guys great. get a lot of flack for being the snowflake generation. I was like, you, I've met 20 something somethings and they just seem like assholes, like young assholes. That's what like 20 somethings are like. You know what I mean? I feel like when you're in your 20s, you're just kind of an asshole because you just don't really. You don't know enough stuff yet to not 
be self-centered your, your, your or something? Your brain is your brain is just finished forming, and you you know you're you don't really know the world yet, and you kind of haven't been beaten down by the world yet a little bit, and um. But you know that's I feel like that always happens. Like the twenty-something generation always gets labeled a certain way as they're always like, oh, there's no hope for this new generation. They're horrible. But they're always kind of the, the, the same. I kind of liken it to like, it would be like babies always judging babies every generation being like, these babies are fucking, they're such assholes. They just cry all the time and they just, they just want food. You know, they don't want to do anything and they just want you to carry them around. It's like, yeah, they're always like that. Yeah. They're exhibiting characteristics <laughs> that human beings exhibit. They're, when they're that age, which you did too, you know, and they have things, they're probably more like optimistic or have a better, um, more excited about the future than older people. So it's like, we can learn from them and they can learn from us is my thought. Yeah. I mean, that I was just saying that I think, it, you know, they, it, people in their 20s always get kind of a bad, I mean, when I remember yeah. when I was in my 20s, we, the Gen Xers, we were like, oh, there's no hope for the next generation they're so lazy and they uh don't respect anything and and it's like yeah that you're kind of describing people who were in, just getting out of college <laughs> you know what i mean so it's not a new i think it's just technology and thing and society shifts so they might be and i it's just the norm of everything you know you get older and you've been around and you start getting mad at the things that are coming after you you know what i mean like ah oh, I mean, I find, I get mad at you know things just from being getting older, and it's just it's you know things annoy you more because you've been around more. Right. One thing I think is interesting. Did you hear about this revival thing in Asbury, Kentucky? No. What's it's that? Like, it's this college. There's a college camp. I think it's called Asbury. It's like a Christian college. And one day, like a month ago, some kids stayed after chapel late and kept doing this like you know worship service, just singing hymns. And then people kept showing up and like 500,000 people from across the country came to this chapel over the course of the past month. And they set up like a screen outside and it was like this natural, um, like springing from natural, like just things really? happening uh, development. And I read this long article about it and they were like, it speaks to the kind of disillusionment with society that the youngest generation has. They just went through the pandemic. They were isolated and they're seeking like meaning and connection in a way that's like so old school and traditional and like, you know, evocative of the revivals, the tent revivals in the 1800s across the United States, like that same fervor for connection and a higher power is still present in young people. Yeah. I think that's just, um, and also, um, yeah, that, that generation, you know, in their twenties now has had, you know, a difficult, time like gone through a lot of difficult things the whole growing up around ours. social media and um they they never knew a life be without the internet or social media and the school shootings just becoming like that was just a became i mean that whole era kind of really kicked off around 1999 2000 so they've just grown up in a world of like oh yeah people just shoot you at school i mean not all but you know what i mean it's like a thing that has been happening yep. so yeah they're going to be disillusioned and um I don't know, whenever those school shooting things would happen, whenever they, you know, would have kids that, you know, there would be these kids who kind of became activists and they'd be interviewed. They always seemed pretty um, poised and intelligent when they were talking about, you know, they seemed very, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, you know, representative of the entire scope of that generation, but 
I remember when one one of those big shootings happened. I forget the one from like four years ago that a lot of the kids were just seemed very um, intelligent, and the, you know the, the, they were you know. And then the thing is, their friends will get shot, and then like a week later, they'll be making these huge speeches in front of these huge crowds, and the news is covering them, and they're like. 18 and making these huge speeches crying and i'm like how could you do that? that's like so hard to i couldn't do that i couldn't go and just you, ever, you know you see that a lot some huge thing will happen in the news someone gets murdered and then like their brother or mother will be on the news two days later like speaking in front of the whole world crying yes. about their and i'm like how are they able to do that saying the most poignant things and like oftentimes full of like forgiveness and mercy and grace. And it's like, who are these people? Does that crying the George, this? George Floyd's brother, like three days later was giving this amazing uh, yeah. speech in front of like news cameras. And he, I mean, I don't know, like the, the fact that, you know, I'm sure it's that, you know, something happens to you that you're able to do something like that. But I mean, that's terrifying. You know what I mean? Like I had to go up in front of like, 50 20 somethings that i thought were kind of annoying and i'm like oh i can't do it <laughs> right but but you know what i mean it's like i'm amazed these people are like oh, i'll just give a speech on cnn right now two days after my brother was murdered like and cry and you know and actually make these amazing eloquent points that's it's like there's there's this natural human resilience kind of inherent in our dna that so that is so consistent that people can communicate like that at such a traumatic time you know yeah so that's because it's consistent um, yeah so i don't you know this whole like I, it's it kind of made me think of that with that show of like and i like i said i remember i said that i was like you guys get a bad rap like that you're all like these wusses and i'm like you just seem like you're just kind of 20 something obnoxious young people i mean it's just sort of I, you know, when I look back to that time, I, you know, I, I was like, I'm like mortified. I was so annoying. I'm sure. <laughs> I know I was. Yeah. I just thought I knew it. You know, it's so funny. You just think you know everything so young, and you just really later you're like, oh, I don't know anything. Like I really love every year. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything at all. Did I ever know anything? <laughs> yeah, the Socratic ignorance improves over time. Isn't that weird? It is weird. But also, I learned things from younger people, too. Like this this comic, Czar, I forget her last name. She was in town in New York, and she wanted to perform on this like house show at New York Comedy Club. And in my head, I'm like, well, you can't perform unless you're past. I mean, it's true. You can't perform unless you're passed by the booker, and you can't really like you know worm your way onto a show. And then she just like very politely explained the situation to the manager, got on the show, did well, went home, no harm, no foul. Like I was like, oh, so you can do that? You can like be assertive in a kind, polite way. And I'm like, Danny, the girl's like, she's like 21. And I'm like learning from her and I'm like way older than her. So I'm like, you know, to write off an entire generation is insane because you can learn from most, if not all individuals. Oh, I don't know. I watch like American, I, you know, I don't really watch American Idol that much, but I was watching it recently. And um, apparently if you're over 19, you're not allowed to sing anymore. I, it's like a weird, like everyone on the show is like 19 and under. It's like unbelievable. These these people, these kids come on and they're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, you know, it'll just be this huge, insane, the greatest performance you've ever seen. They're like, how old are you? Oh, I'm 15. You know, you're like, what, what are you talking about? Like, how are you doing this at that? You know what I mean? That That's a weird one to see. Um, and I know it's not the norm, but it's but I, I have seen that happen on those shows. They skew really, really young now. Cause it, but that's really weird to me, watching the talent 
of nothing. I'm, you know, I'm not an aspiring singer, but the talent that people can have at such a young age is like mind blowing that you could be 17, go on this reality show audition in front of these stars and just be like, Oh yeah, what's up? That's crazy. I, I have this joke. I had this joke about Dua Lipa. She did this like talent show when she was 12 or 13 in Kosovo. And she just, it's like not good lighting, just like, you know, school talent show. And she sings so beautifully that they, she, the crowd breaks into spontaneous applause. I'm like, what the fuck? Just this yeah. natural ability, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of amazing. But no, I, yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm really immature, but I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Young, How are you immature? But, um, just emotionally, and I'm 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 not that immature. I'm just like it took me a while. I remember myself when I was like in my mid twenties, and I was very emotionally immature. I was just um, I I would I wasn't like a mess, but I just feel like I I still felt very like lost and confused and didn't really know myself. And I think that's just normal for that age range. I think that's your twenties are kind of for that. That's why it's weird when you'll see, when I would see people, even when I was that age that were like around my age who really had their shit together. You know what I mean? Who just really were focused and knew what they wanted to do and were secure. And, um, yeah, but it's, it, it was, I, I always kind of aspire. It's funny. I, I, you know what, when I was younger, I aspired to being mature and, um, acting like, you know, I was like wise beyond my years, but the older I get, I feel like I regress more. Like I'm less concerned with that. I'm like, ah, whatever. Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm more open to being like a mess about things. I'm more honest about where I am, which I think is a sign of maturity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ironically, because you may exhibit behaviors in your past, you would have tried to suppress, but if those are authentic, that's some, yeah, like, it's more, it's more, authentic i mean it's more um real and mature even and i know myself more now and i'm not as ashamed of i mean i'm ashamed you know i have a i I have shame and i'm embarrassed up but like i'm not i won't run away from a a way i feel or like something about myself now like i'll be like well that's how it is i don't if people don't like it i mean that's too bad but that's how it is but i've gotten better you know because i feel like younger you're always trying to you know put your best i mean you're always trying to do that put your best self forward but a lot of times it's phony and disingenuous in my 20s because you're always trying to impress everyone, right? It's like your life for like in your 20s is like a one big high school reunion. We're always trying to like, I mean, I don't know that that really ends, but I think as you get older, you, you start caring about it less, you know? Yeah. Do you find that? I mean, as I get older, I'm just like, look, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like I'll be like I'm not that good at this. I'm not. This isn't that impressive, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm much more. I think when I was in my twenties, I'd be like, I know how to do corporate stuff, and I can do. A, I'm a leader, and and now I'm just like I'm not good at this, and I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm kind of good at this, but if you expect me to lead a team of ten, I, I don't want to do it. So, right. Sounds shitty to me. Like I have a better sense of my weaknesses, which right. Makes me stronger because then I can focus on the things that I like to do instead of yeah. Being like, that's I true. gotta be. I gotta mirror what I think is. I used to think that I had to mirror what the what the world wanted from me, and then I realized the world doesn't want anything from you, Danny. You're putting that image on yourself, that expectation on yourself. Yeah, and it comes off. You you're not a younger. You don't really understand that 
when you're trying to be something you're not, you you think you're kind of fooling everyone. You don't think anyone can can tell, but they can see right the people fuck can tell. Not yeah. everyone, but I mean, you can fool some people. But I mean, there's an energy you can give off that's clearly, even if they can't, they don't know exactly what what's going on. They, 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 there's like a vibe they're getting that's off. You know, like you'll meet someone, you're like something's off with this person. I don't know what it is. I just I can't articulate it, but. But yeah, with a lot of things, you know, with women and stuff, as I got older, the less I cared and the less I tried to pretend what I wasn't what I was, the, you know, I felt like the more they liked me, you know what I mean? Which, which seems counterintuitive. Like when you're younger, you're always trying to be, you know, I saw it later, like you'd see these guys and they were always trying to impress women. Like, this is my job and look at the, I have this car and and it's like, I remember when I realized like, I don't think that they like that. I mean, some of them do, but they don't not Here's a good example. I remember when I during the pandemic, I was in Texas for like four or five months. I was staying at my sister's place just to get away because everything was a nightmare here. And um, I met this girl on like a dating app, and she was like, you know, kind of hot or whatever. And like, um, I went to meet her, and my brother-in-law and sister they have like Teslas, and um, uh, I took the Tesla to the day and I remember I was driving her somewhere and she was like, oh, wow, like with, you have a Tesla, huh? Like, that's really nice. And I was like, no, it's not mine. It's it's like my brother-in-law's. And um, in my mind, I was like, oh, I should have probably just like pretended yeah. it was mine. But yeah. it didn't matter. Like I th- And then, you know, she was like into me. And I don't I mean, I don't think that that's what did it. But it was it was also kind of like. I was giving off an energy of like. Oh, I don't care if you're impressed by it. Like, I'm not trying to impress you with this car. When in the past, I probably would have been like, tried to pass it off. And I bet you she wouldn't have been into me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, but it wasn't just that. It was like the whole vibe of me was, I wasn't there to like bullshit her and get, you know what I mean? I was just kind of like, this is it. If you don't, if you're not into it, this isn't my car. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, that's like authenticity and confidence too. I think she could probably read into the... Con- I mean, it takes confidence to not pretend that it's your car. You know? Right, exactly. But that's the weird thing. You think it doesn't when you're younger. You're, it's all, you know, those guys are always like, you got to always like be in control and you got to like let them know. And it's like, no, they don't, you know, they really don't like that. Dude, I, I had this townhouse in Atlanta and my friend came and stayed with me for a month or something because I had an extra bedroom. And we had these girls that live right next door and we would talk to them. They would hang out with us sometimes. They were cute. He And then I talked to one of those girls one day when he wasn't around and they go is that so-and-so's house and i was like no it's mine and she goes oh he told me that it was his townhouse i'm like i'm putting the guy up for free and he's lying about owning it to impress the girls next door <laughs> you got yeah. some nerve dude and i mean i not and obviously that i get it though i get it why too. I no i mean it's not like that doesn't work but i do i feel like there's um you know i i'd see it a lot you know you'd see you know, and like you see these douchey guys and they think they know what what impresses a woman. And it's always like, look, at, look at me. I have this car. Look at me. I have this. And look, look, aren't I cool? And I think a lot of times, you know, women are turned. They can see through it and be like, what is wrong? This guy is such a loser. Like, he's so insecure. He needs to, like, show me as. A, and I feel like in my life when I've not even just women across the board, when I've just like been open and honest and just not seem to really care what they thought of anything about me. That was the time that they were, you know, I feel like the times where like women were most responsive to me was usually when I like didn't have a lot of money and just 
was, you know, it was like asking them to buy me, you know, like buy me drinks and stuff. Like I wasn't trying to, but you know what I mean? It's just like guys get caught up in like, you got to get the money, you got to get this and then you can get this. And it's like, no, that's not really how it works actually. Yeah. It's they'll usually be dating a rich guy and then like meet some other dude, some comedian in a bar has no money and then be like, Oh, okay. Well, this guy, I think I'm going to sleep with that. <laughs> right. I would imagine that shit gets boring over time. I'm sure there are some people for whom it doesn't get boring, but you know, it's not yeah. the end all be all just to, where you're just going to like look around your palace and just think about money all day. Like, don't you want to be like enter- entertained and engaged or like to have somebody that makes you laugh? Wouldn't that, well, would that and be yeah, part of it? And, and they're used to it, especially if you're like, like attractive, you're like, they're used to that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like all most guys are doing that i I don't know why i'm bringing this around to i just kind of um the more you know as you get older i think that's what you know when you when women are like oh i i prefer older guys i think that's what they're talking about guys who seem like a lot their energy is just a lot more because you know you get older and you're you just you're not as worried about certain things so a woman who's out in the city who's meeting a bunch of 25 year old dudes all night who are just amped up on like adrenaline and you know hormones and like i have to i have to get the you know what i mean it's just kind of i think that that can get tiring and almost be like like weird like a weird energy like 20 something dude energy is is bad for the most part yeah like if it's like 40 dudes in their mid-20s in a room like even if they're not like bad it just feels bad <laughs> yeah they're all like you know jacked up and they're all wearing the like they, they have their outfits and their hair is all done pretty and they're all there to get laid and there's 10 of them and yeah you know, their shirts like, all look the same i've noticed that sometimes right and it's like you guys all went with the untucked button down yeah, it's just because there's just too, you know, and I was in those situations where we, it'd be like seven of us trying to get into a bar and they'd be like, get out of here. Yeah, and it was too like, many guys. Why? You know, I get like, it though, because cause I was like that too. I definitely like dressed like my peers dressed because I didn't know how else to do it. You're just like, all right, what are y'all doing? All right. I probably can't no, afford what you guys sense, are wearing. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't, you know, it's, it's like anything. When you get older, your energy hopefully shifts and you're just kind of like, and and I think people can you know especially if you're out trying trying to meet women or something it's just the 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 laid back energy of you you can take it or leave it is just a much more pleasant energy to be around so i i would imagine i'm much more pleasant to be around i got more pleasant to be around older especially if you were like a woman because yeah you're definitely a chill a chill hang i mean i i've only known you known you since you were I don't know. Eight, like older, yeah. Eight so. years older, less old than you are now, but yeah, yeah. You've so. always seemed pretty chill. Yeah, and I was, I was chill always, but I mean, you know, when you're in your twenties or th- you know, you're just a lot more. You just have a lot more sexual energy, you know, or you're just more like, yeah, you're just out to. to and I was like less, you know, like less like that than I think other dudes. My, that's why I remember that was a big thing too. In my twenties, you probably ran. You're an into, artist, well, bro. You, you probably ran into that, or you probably. A big thing too was like in your twenties when you hung out with dudes was like a con- it felt like a constant competition. Everyone was trying to like there was so much like cock blocking going on, and that and I just couldn't stand that. It was like just dudes trying to flex on each other all the time. Like, oh, he, the, oh, that chick's talking. About, all right, well, I'm gonna ruin it. It's like okay, so now you win, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think girls get turned off by that behavior too. It's like, all right, dude. Do we need the constant competition and 
who knows yeah. if this is going to turn into a fist fight like can we all just calm down yeah and that is a big 20 something guy thing i think like and because you run that was when i re, when it was the most prevalent for me when i ran into it the most and you know you just ruin your night and you get really mad and and then you just be like oh, i fucking hate you man and uh but I, I have friends man they like i don't even think they did they were they knew they were doing it but they were just like kind of natural cock blocks right you know like certain oh yeah like that <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, I wing. No, no, I'm just I'll kidding. wing my dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you wait. To early, to a point you made earlier, um, it just reminded me of a quote that Ethan Hawke said in Before Sunrise or After Sunset, whatever the fuck, one of those two. He's yeah. like, he noticed that his, at one point, his um, desire to be his ideal self was getting in the way of him being his authentic self. And I was like, oh, shit, I never looked at it that way. You know, it's like, you think you're supposed to be becoming your ideal self. But if that, is masking who you actually are is that actually better or is that just a facade that we should that you should be discarding to be authentic still working to improve but authentic beats a facsimile of your vision of ideal you know yeah i mean i guess i think what that what he means by that is um especially in our culture and american culture everyone's so obsessed with like winning and being the best and you do something you have to like beat everyone you got to be the best and you always got to be trying your hardest and so um it's kind of like they they they, they put them they put this uh message in you like eh, you know you can be whatever you want to be in the world and you you know you should like you know strive for the best and you know be the best you can be but the thing is like not everyone is going to be the best at ever at, at a thing or at, or at whatever whatever they do because there's just so many things out of their control. So I think if a lot of people feel like they're not excelling at a thing like other people are, which is so rampant, like you're just seeing people, or at least they're giving the image of them excelling, that you kind of beat yourself down because you get very um, despondent, like you feel like you're losing, and you're like so that stops you from being you know accepting who you really are and because you're always like well i'm not like the best and i'm not the ideal that i had in my head and it's supposed to be that and if i'm not that then you know then i'm nothing you know what i mean like people it's a very like all or nothing thinking so yeah which is super but, debilitating because nobody's ever gonna reach all those standards or all those heights but I remember, like, I saw like J Lo do like a concert. So she did some concert. I think it might have been in the Super Bowl when she did it a few years ago. And she was like, you know, I just want to say to all those yo know, young girls out there, like, you know, I just want you to say like, you should look at me and you know know that y you can do it too. You know, and it's like, so Is it actually every, healthy. Every yeah. young girl, every twelve year old girl can do can perform at the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to have enough spots for the Super Bowl. But you know, it's just like. That's a ridiculous statement. That's not true. You know what I mean? Like, it's not true. That why did it? So it's kind of the message. A lot of times, it's like you're going to be J Lo or nothing. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. But it's like no, that's ridiculous. There's like going to be one J Lo, and no one. I'm you know I'm not going to be J Lo. <laughs> as much you know, I've gotten the ass implants, but it's not working. No, but you know what I mean. So it's like you can be successful, but it, it's not going to be in you know. It, it's kind of like they've implanted what the, you're supposed to be, what success looks like, but that's not that's not everyone. But you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're a failure. It would be nice if there was more nuance to the message, like work hard and you can achieve great things in a variety of endeavors, not 
you can be this. Right. You can be the uh, a great dancer, singer with a huge ass. Like, <laughs> no, some girls are just not going to have big asses. <laughs> But hey, I think that's young what he girls means. out there, grow your ass. But it's kind of like, I think that's what he means in that is like someone who's like, well, I have to be J-Lo, like a young girl who's not becoming J-Lo is going to beat themselves up when instead they should be like, but what am I, what do I have to offer? What am I good at? Maybe it's not going to be this thing on a grand scale, but it's something I'm good at. And uh, and I, I the, the whole thing comes around like, as you get older, I think you get more in touch with that. Hopefully, that we, need a, we need a smaller follow-up uh, TED talk with J Lo administering it to be a little bit more like realistic and parse that out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Attention, ladies. <laughs> She's wearing a suit. It's very calm. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Um, but you know that's that's the message that kids are getting now, and I mean I got it too when I was young. You know, it, there's a line in Fight. I know we're running out of time, but I remember there was a line. Did you see Fight Club? Yeah. Where it's, you know, that's kind of about the male generation feeling at the time very discarded and they had no purpose and no place in history. And Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden says at one point, we were all raised on media to be, um, we were told that we were all going to grow up to be rock stars and movie gods. And we're not, and we're really pissed off. And it's kind of, that's, I remember that really resonated because it's like, oh yeah, pop culture young, I remember was very like, you can be this, you can be this, you can be this. And then like we all grew a lot of us grew up and we're like, but I'm not that. What's going on? Leads to disillusionment. What's your handles? At Tom McCaffrey 722. Nice. I'm Danny Palmer NYC. You want to plug anything? No, uh, just uh, buy my book, Born Funny on Amazon. Buy Tom's book. And uh, I'll be at the DC Improv this weekend opening for Julio Gallarotti. Five shows. They're all sold out, which is crazy. So. March 5th, Sunday, my book release party at Piano, 730. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll be doing 40 minutes. Okay. Thanks a Hopefully lot. It's great great talking. Bye, everybody.